Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. Miriam Knight, and we have a wonderful show for you today. My first guest is Marie-Ange Fogerola. She is an award-winning writer whose books and screenplays range from epic historical pictures to supernatural drama, suspense, and esoteric nonfiction. Marie-Ange was named by her beloved grandmother after a popular Corsican name, meaning Mary Angels. And this is a resonance with another aspect of her life filled with spirituality. It was from this space that she wrote a number of books, including 2012, Le Livre des Révélations, uh, the Book of Revelations, uh, a tarot for Marseille, and Les Anges de l'Amour and La Bible des Anges. The last book, which has been translated into English, it was expanded and published recently by Tartar Penguin as Angels, the Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. This is a fantastic book that we're going to discuss today. Welcome, Marie-Ange. Hello, Miriam. So happy to be with you today. Well, your book is really fascinating to me because I have never seen such a detailed exposition of who all these angels are, what their interests are, and how you connect with them. I mean, it's it's fantastic. How did you get from being a, a screenwriter and a novelist to delving into communication with angels? Oh, it started, the long story started when I was four years old. I had a first encounter with angelic energy. Obviously, at four years old, I had no idea that it was an angel manifesting. But later on, I understood that this beautiful light, bright light that came to me and that, you know, went through my body and expanded inside, spreading immense love and divine love was definitely angelic and later on I acknowledged it as an angelic connection because I had more and more spiritual and supernatural encounters and uh, alongside uh, these stories I was so interested in supernatural literature uh, as you said I delved into this literature uh, with um, French authors British authors American authors everything that was supernatural attracted me more than anything um, my favorite authors for instance, one of them is uh, Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> and all these stories were really and Théophile Gautier the French poet and novelist and I was into this and because these authors understood that beyond our reality and beyond the veil, there is something that we don't see, but that exists and manifests. manifests. And this was reassuring me when I was a child, when I was reading at 8, 10, 12 years old and willing to write myself. And it happened. And another story um, took place when I was 15 years old. I was so into uh, American and, and, and English literature. I went to the uh, British uh, Library in Paris 
and I saw on the tables these books with a little penguin stamped on them. And <laughs> my goal, I told myself, when I'm a writer, when I'm successful, I will see this little penguin of one of my books, which was at that time a real challenge for a little girl uh, who was raised, uh, born and raised in France. And it's happening now with which book? A book on angels. That is, <laughs> <laughs> so this is something that shows that for uh, first thing, never give up on any of your dreams. Never, ever give up although it takes time. And the second thing is that when you're doing what you're supposed to do, the universe, the angels, and the divine will push you on the way. So tell me how you arrived at the, the very detailed information in, in all of your books, really. Um, I am a detailed person. <laughs> I think uh, when we want to know something about a topic, like really get knowledge, it, it, it has to be through details. It's the same thing with humans. When we are interested in somebody and we love somebody, our way to express this love is to show interest in the details of their life. What do you like to eat? What do you like to watch on TV or to the movies? Whatever you do, it's all about details. Science is also about details. And to me, a real thorough research is based on details. This is why I really wanted to give all these details and, and more and more. What is your understanding of what angels are? Um, it's pretty simple. They are beings of energy because we don't see them as they are in their initial form. We see them as they show themselves to us, but they, they don't appear as energy. Energy is what happens behind the veil. It's a world of energy. Um, the world of the, the departed is energy. The soul is energy. This is why we're still alive when we pass on. And I, I see these angels as beings of energy that appear to us in different forms for us to be able to accept their presence and they manifest to us in a way that talks to us. And for some people, they will appear as um, human beings, they will appear as animals, as your pets, uh, they will appear as flowers, uh, uh, an orb, a uh, light, uh, a feather, many, many forms they can take, or just a hand resting on your shoulder, uh, telling you to do something, inciting you to change something and, and, and take action at a specific moment. It's, it's all ways of showing themselves to us, but they are beings of energy and light and love. But course. they have very distinct uh, personalities. Um, how did they come to be differentiated in those particular ways, do you think? Well, that's a very interesting question, Miriam. Um, they have been created by God, and God created them for several purposes that serve humans. Uh, we can go beyond this debate, only humans, that's a question mark. I think they serve all the beings that God created. And their purpose is to help us, to guide us, to assist us. And they needed to, be, uh, to have various functions to uh, answer our requests and help us. Therefore, you can find guardian angels or basic angels very close to us who have this function to be um, really allotted one person to work with. 
you have higher angels that we call archangels who are working for different purposes. For instance, some of them work for family purposes, work purposes, money purposes, uh, um, uh, different occasions like har family harmony, all different purposes that are really uh, necessary to help humans. And the higher the archangel, the more he has uh, functions. For instance, Archangel Michael, who is the most famous archangel, everybody knows him in the world, he has many functions. He, for instance, can his psychopomp, meaning he takes the psyche, the soul, when it uh, has to be released from the body when we cross over, and brings it to the realm of, uh, of angels and God. And this is what he does first. He is also the one who uh, really wants to destroy evil. He is the leader of armies of angels who help him destroy evil, fight evil constantly. He also helps people in great purposes. Uh, he is a backup. When you need to accomplish a specific mission on earth and you need to call on the highest archangels to have a real task force to assist you, you can count on him. He is very reliable and is going to help you. So um, you have also angels who have, like Raphael, uh, he is a very strong and powerful archangel of love and, of course, of healing. And he helps people overcoming illnesses and he is a backup for all the, the love problems that we can encounter, either if we want to meet soulmate or if we want to... Um, to um, deal with a family conflict or he, every purpose of love he is interested in helping us so this is how they are uh, according in the hierarchy of angels with the functions and i would like to specify that angel is a generic term that includes angels and archangels of different levels and among these different levels you have the celestial hierarchy with uh, the most famous ones the seraphim the cherubim who sit and dwell very close to God. And those are the angels who have the, the highest uh, level of responsibility and work with the other lower levels of the hierarchy who do their bidding. Therefore, it's a very structured world, the world of angels. It's not just one angel here and there. It's a very structured world because God has structured our world. And so did he with the world of angels as well. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you come to your understanding of this hierarchy? Was it through reading or was it through direct uh, inspiration? Or both? Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the hierarchy specifically is through reading. It's, there is a, a lot of information about it. So there are many um, writers who talked about it. The most famous one is uh, Pseudo Dionysius the Areopagite, who wrote in the 5th century after Christ. He wrote a specific uh, the specific levels of archangels he is the most reliable one uh, some differ I didn't, I didn't catch his name can you repeat it uh, yes it's a uh, pseudo that's the first he's uh, because he's not to be uh, confused with another Denisius uh, the Areopagite there is another one that is a philosopher and this one is the is the theologist theologian and he is um, very specific in his uh, celestial hierarchy uh, with the uh, the different levels, and he gives uh, examples, and we find more of these uh, um, celestial beings in in um, the Book of Enoch as well. Uh, nothing in the Bible, 
oddly, uh, the Bible is very scarce regarding the description of the, the angelic realm. The Bible quotes angels many, many times, but archangels only twice, mm. which is quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to take a break now, but we will be back with Marie-Ange Fogerola talking about angels. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.ohmtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Do you want to be a better communicator? Do you want to better connect with the important people in your life? Do you want to enrich your relationships? If so, join me, Matthew Cooper, on the Positive Control System show every Wednesday evening at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ohm Times Radio. I'll meet you there. Hi. This is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. Ohm Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single Ohm Times endeavor. Host your show with Ohm Times Radio Network. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Marie-Ange Fogerola about her book, Angels, the Definitive Guide to Angels from Around the World. Um, Marie-Ange, this might be a good time to give people your website. Yes, with pleasure. Uh, it's very simple. It's myname.com. Uh, if you want me to spell it. I uh, think that might be a good idea. <laughs> so it's M-A-R-I-E-A-N-G-E. F-A-U-G-E-R-O-L-A-S dot com. It will be a pleasure to answer questions whenever anybody wants to send me an email and ask me a question and connect on the website. Very good. Okay. Now, um, we were giving this sort of general background of the angel hierarchy before the break. Give us an example of how one actually, how you describe uh, interacting with an angel. How can you um, connect and get the angel to help you in any particular situation you have? Well, this is a very good question. Um, I would just add something to the celestial hierarchy, not to make it seem quite theoretical, just to show that it is very structured because angels want to help us. And there is a common ground between the different level of angels. It is love, 
it is the desire to help us, and it is also the capacity to convey our requests and prayer to God, saying that every angel is capable of doing this. There is not an angel that has no love or angels that has something very little. All angels are love, are really, really God's messengers and God's creation to help us. I, would, I wanted to specify this point. And regarding the connection with an angel, there are many ways to connect with angels. The first thing is to know is that everybody can connect to an angel regardless of your tradition, your religion, your beliefs, whoever you are, wherever you come from, you can connect to angels because they love everybody. They don't have favorite people on earth. They love everybody equally. So connecting with an angel is easy. You can just summon the angels and and you know uh, utter his name and talk to him with your own words from your heart and saying i would like help for this purpose or this purpose i have just an advice is to be specific in your request when you pray to an angel ask him exactly what you want it's very important to be specific and sometimes people ask me oh i pray to the angels but they didn't they didn't make me happy nothing happened and i say oh, happy what does that mean it can be different from one person to another so if your happiness is to um, find your soulmate then you have to be specific and ask the angels i would like to meet my soulmate or if you absolutely want to buy a new house i would like to buy a new house be very specific then you can connect anytime talk to them you can also um, do something very simple that makes you in a, in a state of of uh, peace and and quietness you light a white candle you take three very deep breaths and you exhale the negative from your mind. And while you do this, you start feeling more at peace yourself. And this peace you create in yourself will uh, really um, ease, make the connection more easy. Um, easy. It's, um, it's a, a good thing to meditate, for instance, to relax every connection when it's a relaxed one it's without the tensions of the challenging life that we all face. And uh, it, it really helps to create a great connection. But it's always simple. And if you want something important, you can then perform a more important ritual that you can find in my book with explanations. And it's fun. Uh, I want to say that connecting to angel is not something boring and something that bothers you. It's something fun. You can create and set up an altar for the angels and bring all the items that you like and any kind of object, flowers, scent, incense, um, essential oils, crystals, stones, uh, shells, whatever you like and you feel it's going to be beautiful on this altar and it's all a celebration that the angels really enjoy. It's about enjoying things and make things happy and enjoyable. Now, when you decide that you want to pray for something, it, does it make any difference if you pray to God? Are the angels the intercessors? Or is it more direct to pray to an angel or to ask the angel to help you? And what if you ask, let's say, Michael for something that actually, according to your book, the angel Ariel deals with? Um, it's it's uh, 
it's important to know that angels convey prayers to God. You can pray to God directly, of course, if it's mm -hmm. you. you, you Cut out the middle man. Yeah. yeah, of course, you can do this. Uh, this is not, uh, you should do this or that. And I always say, don't uh, believe angels are God. No, they are his servants, his messengers. God is the creator. God is beyond the, the, the power of, of the angels. And um, uh, Michael, and uh, for instance, if you connect to a, a lower angel, he will always convey instantly your prayer to higher archangel or directly to God. This is the way to simplify when you connect to an angel because you talk to the person, or I call this an angel a person, to the person who will do what you need to, to receive, they will do for you, intervene for you, and God is going to be supervisor. Uh, I, I would say angels for us I, are spiritual guides more than, they're not God, more than the, the higher power. They're spiritual guides, and they send us what God wants us to do. This now, is, a lot of people think that they have guides. Are guides different from angels? Uh, this is an interesting debate. A lot of people think angels don't exist or uh, they have guides and not angels. They're different beings in the spiritual world. They are, of course, spirits who can be the, the mind, uh, the soul of a, de of a departed who is in the other world helping us um, in, in our everyday life or to make choices or to do different things. This can be a person that you've known who's not from your family who is helping you as well these are the departed who are still with us this there is no doubt about this but departed and angels are very different angels are celestial beings created directly by god they are not humans that have become uh, angels there's two exceptions uh, about this, it's in the Bible. Uh, God has chosen to um, the prophet uh, Eli and the patriarchs of the Bible Enoch to make them angels. But it's a specific story. Commonly, humans do not become angels. Thus, it's important to specify this. We are not angels, but angels work to help us increase our power, inner power, conscious power, and they want us to use it for the good, and they want us to expand our consciousness, to become more aware of the world, of what we can do, our potential, and expand our own life, and achieve our destiny, and achieve our goals, our mission, whatever we're supposed to do on this planet, they are there to help us achieve it. And this is the role that God wants them to, to, to really assume, to really be our, our helpers and, and assist us uh, in this matter. Can you give us an example in your own life of how you had angelic help? Oh, <laughs> I've had so many. <laughs> um, I need to choose one that I really like because it's, uh, it happened to my son, who was two and a half years old, taking a nap in my house in France in the in the ground floor, on the ground floor, he was in his bedroom, window open, it was summertime, and I guess my son uh, really climbed over the windowsill and, and fled from the house. And I didn't know, because I was in the living room, I didn't see anything, didn't notice anything. I was reading or working, and all of a sudden, the French windows were open, and I could hear somebody stepping on the gravel. I was surprised, feeling I'm not waiting for anybody. 
And um, a few seconds later, somebody rang at the door. I opened the door and I saw a very tall man who was carrying my baby. And I was absolutely speechless. I wanted to thank him because obviously he picked my son up somewhere. It could have been the road or next to the pond or next to the train that was further on, but not very far. So it was so dangerous for a little boy who didn't know who he was, where he was. It was so weird that he left, but so amazing that this man brought me my child. But I couldn't speak. It's the sensation is so weird when you want to utter words and there's no way they cannot come out of your mouth. So he left without a word. I closed the windows and obviously I looked through the windows to uh, the door and I looked through the windows to see if he was uh, leaving the house. But he had vanished in thin air. There was nobody there. Nobody. And then I investigated in the village and I said, did you find uh, a man did you see a man that tall extremely tall who was uh, attired like this and that and i described him and any uh, a person I, I would meet would tell me i have never seen this man here we wow. have no idea so this is a incredible example of an angelic presence and my son who's 23 now is <laughs> no longer a baby he absolutely knows and believes and is sure, and so am I, and so is the family, that an angel brought him back, definitely. Angels are with us. Wow. Yes. So can you give us an example of, of perhaps, uh, well, you, you did give the example of the white candle and the breathing. Is there any other ritual that you could leave our listeners with? Well, there's so many possible rituals. It's according to your, your, your mood, what you feel like doing. But I would say there's a very good thing to do to connect with the angels is when you go to sleep at night, before you fall asleep, there is a state of really uh, uh, decompression. You feel very, very relaxed in your bed. You lay on your pillow and just let go of the tensions. You can breathe very slowly and empty your mind of your thoughts as much as possible. And in this state of peace before sleep takes you in, in, a, in another world, you can then call on the angels at the specific moment and say words with your heart to the angels, either a prayer if you want something to happen in your life or simply ask them guidance, ask them uh, love and, and light that you want to receive. And then you can fall asleep. Oh, and, lovely. And lovely. the next day, I guarantee when you do this, <laughs> the next day you wake up refreshed and happy okay. and you have a great Full day. Full of angelic energy. Absolutely. Lovely. Marie-Ange, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. We've been great speaking time. with Marie-Ange Fogerola, author of the Tartar Penguin book. Angels, the definitive guide to angels from around the world. Stay with us. We will be back with our next guest after these messages. Bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? through conscious relationships. 
Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Hi, this is Sylvia Henderson, Intuitive Life Coach and Energy Healer. Are you ready to elevate and rise way above your normal? Be sure to listen to my show, Intuitive Transformations, on Own Times Radio, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get the inspiration you need to transform your life. Circle of Hearts Radio is a sanctuary on the airwaves. Join me, Grandmother Alaya, in the circle on Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, as I share information to both enlighten and nourish your soul. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. OM Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single OM Times endeavor. Host your show with OM Times Radio Network. The Real Conscious Connection Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Our next guest, Nancy Dutertra. Nancy is a magna cum laude graduate of Princeton, and she was a practicing securities litigation attorney, a businesswoman, and a certified psychotherapist. She also trained as a military-style remote viewer and worked with law enforcement as a psychic detective and spiritual medium for 10 years. And then in 2011, she witnessed a UFO near her home. This launched her research into the connection between the psychic world, the paranormal world of ghosts, and UFOs. And she came to understand this through her own UFO ET contact experiences and her work with abductees and contactees. Nancy is the author of Psychic Intuition, Everything You Wanted to Ask But Were Afraid to Know, and her latest book that we're going to discuss today, How to Talk to an Alien. And this lays out her in-depth and very well-documented research into what she calls exolinguistics, or the study of off-planet languages, to which she brings her unique background as both a linguist and a psychic. Now, I have to tell you that we have a very short time to talk with Nancy today, so you are going to get just a very small taste of the riches of this book. But I want to welcome her to this show, and we will have her back in the new year. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you, Miriam. Are you aware that there's actually a tremendous amount of static on your voice? And the reason why I mention this is uh, it actually is very similar to uh, a situation that I had that I talk about in my book, where I was interviewing Uri Geller, and uh, every single interview that I conducted with him, strangely, um, I had static over my voice as the interviewer. His was clear as a bell. And this went on day after day after day. And I, you know, I tested everything. I tested my broadcasting equipment, my phone lines. I mean, everything. Even I would speak with uh, people, you know, at his location and they were fine. But the second that 
uh, I ended up speaking with him, suddenly there was static all over my voice. How weird. I remember reading that in your book. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <it's... laughs> oh, weirder and weirder. So, um, why, why is it that, well, y- your book is just so full of the many different alien types there are, and the alien languages, and, and you, you kind of draw a linguistic history through art and, and archaeology. It, it's a whole world that you're opening up here. What drew you to the, the study of exolinguistics? People have asked me that, and um, funnily enough, even though I just I, I wrote this book like a crazy person, I it's my fifth published book, and I every other book has taken me roughly ten years to write. This one took me exactly two months, and so I was very, very you know engrossed in, in doing the research and writing it. But honestly, I don't know why. And to me, that in, the, the more I think about that, the more of a, a mystery that becomes to me. Um, the closest thing I can think is that I had a lucid dream a while back, uh, and I've been a lucid dreamer since I was a little kid, and in lucid dreams you're able to uh, control the dream to some extent, and you can also anticipate what's going to happen in the dream, usually. And, and then when things happen and they're not within your control, it becomes almost like an independent very similar to sort of a reality feeling. At any rate, I um, was driving my, my little hybrid car. I was about five blocks from home. I had parked it, and I was picking up a, I thought it was going to be a neighbor friend of mine. And so I was waiting in the driver's seat, and the passenger door opened, and what appeared to be sort of a uh, reptilian-ish type of alien hopped in my car. And close the door. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking, well, this wasn't quite what I had planned for this dream. Um, and I looked at this alien. The alien looked at me, and he had a an extremely powerful gaze, very very strong. And um, I knew immediately that I was somehow going to be in some kind of trouble if I stayed there. I considered opening my door and running, just making uh, bolting out of there, but. I knew that the split second that I was going to try and do that, it was already too late. Plus, I began to experience something which I had never felt either in real life or in a dream, which was a kind of a, a lockdown of uh, it, like his brain waves had locked onto mine and they were connected and I, I could feel a, a really visceral sense of, of pressure in this kind of almost like my my thoughts were clamped and, and I thought, Oh no, this is it. This is not good. And then I, I had this other thought and I thought, well, you know, I've, I've trained for decades now to become a trained psychic detective, a trained spiritual medium, a trained remote viewer, trained medical intuitive, all those things. I, I was not psychic, you know, prior to that, as far as I knew. Um, and so if I've trained to do all these things, well, there, there must be some use to that. And so I, I thought, well, let me see what I can do. So I gathered what felt to me, the only way I can explain it, would be like a, a, like a plasma ball of energy in my mind. 
and I shot it back at this alien through our mutually interlocked brainwaves, and it broke the connection, and my dream ended. And so I thought about that, and I thought, well, wouldn't that be kind of a good thing for certain people who've had very, very bad abduction experiences to know about? You know, because a lot of these people really do suffer from something uh, akin to post-traumatic stress syndrome. And uh, they, they do suffer. And I've met and spoken with many of them. Um, and I thought, well, if they understood that they have certain powers as human beings, uh, wouldn't that be helpful for them? And I, that's the only thing I can think of that maybe got me onto this track of uh, writing a book about how to communicate with aliens. You talk about different kinds of communication. You talk about both um, telepathic and uh, uh, verbal, and then you talk about, um, it, it's like a four-way matrix. What were the other two with people that you can see? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I mean, there, there are many, as far as I, the way I describe the communications, actually it's, it's multiple, and I generally urge people not to even try to lock it into things that we call either language or alphabets, even though I think they exist as forms of alien communication. And those are things I'm specifically looking at. But you have, there are many, many ways that they apparently communicate. And as you said, telepathically, that's most commonly described. You've got audible or vocalized speech. You have electronic manipulation of equipment using sounds and images, crop circles, symbols, dreams, channeling, remote viewing, uh, technological devices like implants, mental downloads, communication usually with lights, with spacecraft, and even body language. And also I would suggest, uh, and this may sound strange to some people, but when certain types of events intersect, um, I think that very often that's, and people call those synchronicities, that those are moments that may have been orchestrated as a, by aliens as a form of communication to us. Now that's interesting because a lot of people talk about synchronicities as being orchestrated by guides, by angels. Um, what is your understanding of the, the sort of range of aliens in terms of their... Uh, their, I don't know, materiality, their state of evolution. I, when I first started to figure out whether uh, they had languages, I had to figure out whether they could speak using their voices. In order to figure out if they have voices, you have to figure out, do they have the anatomy? And that's assuming that they're in the physical world. So you go back, 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 and finally you get to a place where you have to have some type of understanding of how many races or species of aliens are they and uh, what is each one of those species like. And I've seen estimates of anywhere from 4 to 57 to 82 to 160 to 300 and up. And I'm sure there are more than that. It would only be logical, at least to me. Um, sometimes when you get into the higher numbers, you get into, uh, as I describe in the book how to talk to an alien I talked about you know some people consider the sort of magical mythical creatures trolls elves uh, you know fairies things like that to be 
lumped into that category of aliens. You could also potentially toss in some of the higher spiritual celestial entities, such as angels or guides uh, or um, beings of light, and put them on that spectrum. It really depends how you define that spectrum. And then you got to know who's in there, in, in, the, in the groups. So of those groups, for example, I talk about the fact that, um, well, they're, they're usually in terms of aliens, I talk about maybe six or seven or eight different basic categories. And they would be the, uh, you know, the, the humanoids, usually Nordic, Scandinavians, uh, aliens like that. You have the reptilians, uh, insectoids, like the mantis type of alien. Uh, you've got light beings, you've got hybrids. Um, I'm probably, I'm prob oh, and the greys, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting when you talk about uh, uh, different people who have experienced uh, physical contact and, in fact, um, sexual contact with aliens. Yeah. Well, that, that takes you into that sort of uh, wild and, and crazy world of, you know, uh, uh, old ancient Sumerian myths or Babylonian myths, uh, ancient uh, biblical stories. Well, the thing is that there are so many that it is impossible to conceive that there is not uh, reality behind it. And that's why I want to get you back on um, in the new year, Nancy, because we haven't even begun to scratch the surface. Um, Nancy's book is called How to Talk to an Alien. What's your website? I have uh, two websites, a brand new one called TalkAlien.com, and my uh, more established one is called TheSkepticalPsychic.com. And anyone can reach me, and if they have samples of recorded uh, alien speech or alien writings, I'm very, very interested to take a look if they want to send them. <laughs> Nancy Dutetra. How do you spell uh, She spells her name D-U, and then separate word T-E-R-T-R-E. -E. What kind of a name is that? My husband comes from the second oldest family in France. Aha. This is, this is uh, Viva la France Day. <laughs> Nancy, thank you so much for being with us. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Please stay with us for our final guest. We will be back right after these messages. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffee and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleashed, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleashed, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio. Join Elliot Jolish, the business therapist, each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Elliot Jolish Hour as he interviews business experts on your behalf. And 
You're invited to email your business questions to questions at ecjgroup.com for answers live on air every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Elliot Jollish Hour. Host your show on IOM-FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM-FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM-FM. Ayala Ayapana. Joel is a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. He's been practicing within the specialized nursing field of behavioral health as a registered nurse for over 11 years in the Cleveland, Ohio area. His inspirational work with the mentally ill, the homeless, victims of substance abuse, anxiety disorders, and depression has earned him a number of awards and recognitions in the field of nursing. He's the author of the book of Positive Light, Remembrance of the Heart. And now, today, we are not going to talk about his book, because Joel is the guiding light and driving force behind Real Revolution Radio. It's a brand-new Cleveland-based radio network and creative community that launches this weekend. Since I am privileged to be one of the 33 hosts on the network, I wanted to get Joel to come and tell you about his vision for Real Revolution Radio. Welcome, Joel. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, well, it's a delight to have you with us, Joel. And I want you to tell our listeners about your vision for this radio network. What prompted you to start it up? Well, uh, I've been in the, uh, I guess, the the business of of podcasting uh, and uh, the whole industry and and just the power of the voice. Uh, I, I would have to reframe how podcast is. It's a it's uh, the new mainstream. It's uh, the new popular media that's out there because people nowadays are looking for authenticity and truth. And so uh, I was called to uh, the podcasting world of things. Uh, actually, it was just last year uh, in March in, in 2014. And I started out in BBS radio. And I don't even know what even compelled me to to get into uh, t- talk show and or even being a being a host for any particular talk show for that matter, it was just a, a calling from within. And just as uh, the same type of voice or, or the same type of itch that encouraged me to to write a book, and it, it's not a small book at that. It's a four hundred thirty page book. And again, we're not going to be talking about that. It was the same itch and, and passion that I had to start my own podcast. And I really didn't know too much about how to even start a podcast uh, or let, let alone uh, the technology involved to, to start a talk show online. So uh, a, a lot of research, a, a lot of uh, uh, YouTube uh, tutorials and ma- many uh, different uh, websites that uh, that tried to uh, teach me uh, in many different ways on how to do a podcast. And so the same thing uh, happened with this radio station, which uh, which happened earlier this year in March, April. And 
and believe it or not, it was just kind of like th- this voice inside that says, okay, now you got to create a network or community. We, we've been hearing a lot about voices inside during this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's that internal voice. And I believe all, all in all, uh, the, the, the true message of, uh, uh, of this awakening that's happening, not only in Cleveland, not only in Portland, not only in Florida or, you know, uh, succinct portions of the United States, it's, it's happening throughout the world. And, and as far as why we don't know about it, well, it's because you know, uh, the popular media nowadays doesn't portray that. Um, there, there's a, um, and I'm not gonna even, even going to put energy towards that. But, so tell me who you're going to be getting on your network. Uh, right now we have around 33, I'm going to have to say over 33 uh, uh, podcasters. Um, uh, and for the most part, I say 70% are from the many, many people of whom I had uh, talked to on uh, their talk shows or even have interviewed them on uh, Quantum Mindfulness Radio, past uh, podcast uh, with BBS Radio and with Awakening Paradigms. And so they, they have supported me along this journey. Uh, I say 70% are, are going to be on this new network, uh, which is Cleveland-based. Uh, but my intentions, uh, for the most part, is is to try to get more of the local Clevelanders here. And um, and again, 10% is, is a, a part of that, 33. Uh, and 33 is such a wonderful number to me it's it's a master number and <laughs> and Miriam a synchronicity that, that has led me to this to this uh, point within the last five years but when when and as you know uh, as far as my book and and knowing me personally I, I am a huge numerology fan uh, I just find the whole world of numerology to be just fascinating and it, it, it equivocates to uh, sacred geometry the Fibonacci sequence it, it has everything to do with the blueprint and the universal laws of things and quantum theory and I just I'm just a, a a nerd at doing this, but uh, uh, these 33 podcasters, uh, for the most part, uh, they again, uh, Clevelanders and outside of, of the state as well. Uh, w- w- our intention is to inspire and to lead towards again the, the message of uh, the power that we have from within. It often at times, and even in my life. Uh, for the majority of my life, I've been looking for the answer, looking for the perfect relationship, looking for the perfect book, uh, the perfect therapist, the perfect doctor, perfect, perfect, perfect. And it was uh, from a source of, of which I was looking from outside of myself. But when I started to figure out the answer wasn't uh, away from me, it, it was essentially from within. And then that's when I started to realize the the more that we are to delve within, uh, and, and more into the heart-centeredness of things. The heart within itself is the the central mainstay, the co- the connection to consciousness, to the field, the unified field according to quantum physics, and and this field has that connection, that interconnection with everyone else. And then as you you delve deeper into that, it you you uh, go deeper into what many uh, people who are in the know within this this world of things as oneness. And it, it is something that um, that, that the, the ancients have talked about from all of this time. And so what is happening right now, uh, again, this, this awakening of sorts, or, uh, and which has led me to, to call this radio station a Real Revolution Radio, it, it, it's that, that revolution that we don't, again, not from outside of ourselves, but the, the revolution that we have in awakening and, and, and rediscovering the power 
of of self and and again, you know, uh, I've just- seen I've seen the word revolution often written with parenthesis around the cap first R. So it's uh, parenthesis R uh, evolution. And I think that is really what you're um, showcasing. It's the the evolution of humanity. One of the things that I love about the station is the cultural diversity, because yes. we don't get a lot of that in in the the quote new age arena. So that that is just beautiful, Joel. Thank thank you. And I, I think it uh, organically played itself to be that way uh, by itself. Uh, again. Just as the uh, the book um, had established a life for itself, uh, along with the, the two podcasts that I've had, uh, th- this radio station is taking a life of its own as well. And it's again, it's something that uh, um, wasn't only gifted to me, but it was gifted to to everyone. And it's all about bringing back this uh, unity consciousness uh, back to our community. Well, and that's this is what brought, it's all about. You've got uh, about. you've got indie music on the network as well, don't you? Yes, yes, uh, yes, indeed. It, it, and the reason for that is is to platform uh, not only just independent music uh, and, and even the flavor of indie music, but to uh, platform many of the artists out there who who need uh, to be broadcasted because th- their talent and their creativity and their artistry uh, is. Oh dear! It sounds like we've lost uh, Joel's audio. Joel, if you can hear me, can you please plug your microphone back in? You have gone away. And uh, we totally lost Joel. Okay. Well, it's it's actually coming to the end of the show. Um, and we will um, have to wish Joel and Real Revolution Radio all the best of, of success. So the website is realrevolutionradio.com, as you might imagine. And it will be launching December 4th of, 19, of 2015. Uh, for listeners to the archive of this show. And um, I think you will find a really fascinating mix of, of uh, talk shows, of indie music, of independent artists and self-published and traditionally published authors as well. And um, we wish Joel and all the people at uh, Real Revolution Radio just the very best of success, so go check it out. And let's see, we've got Joel. Let's see if we can get him back. Joel, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello, Miriam. Yeah. So ah, there you are. We're just there wishing you, you well. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I lost you there for a quick second, but, yeah. uh, but now we're back. We're back, okay. we're back in alignment. Anyway, I was, just, I was just kind of wrapping up where you're coming from. And uh, do you have any um, plans for the launch party? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, uh, again, uh, to reiterate uh, for people who um, who know about this, or and even the people who do not know about uh, the launch party for RealRevolutionRadio.com, uh, our launch is on uh, December the fourth, Friday, eight p.m. Pacific. Uh, I'm sorry, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's going to be at the Anatomy, and uh, and we're going to be having a red carpet event at eight o'clock where. Um, it actually the red carpet is, is sponsored by uh, Asienda uh, Publications and also 
uh, by Danny and Susan Feller uh, Photography. Uh, but the, the whole entire launch was, was uh, actually sponsored uh, an entirety with, with some of the many small uh, businesses within the Cleveland arena. And I got to say, it sounds Amer- like you're really creating something uh, that local with kind of global uh, potential impact. But but it's wonderful that it has this local flavor. Yes, yes, and. Um, and I believe it, it, it's the same thing with uh, uh, the the beautiful philosophy of, of fractals. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> we'll have to go into fractals some other time, Joel. Oh yeah. End of our show. No, definitely. But I've I've been speaking with Joel Ayapana, Real Revolution Radio. Uh, check it out. Thank you for being with us today. Um, Thank hope you. We'll check out uh, my website, uh, but not right away because it's down for the moment at ncreview.com. Many blessings on Miriam Knight. Goodbye. <laughs>